I think we ought to thank the Lord again. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful offering. Thank you, Lord. Oh, just lift your hands up real high. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Lord, we, uh, we don't claim to deserve the least of your mercies and in ourselves not worthy. But you have made us worthy. Glory to God. And brought us up and set our feet upon a rock. And we thank you for letting us have a part in Jesus' name. Lord, we agree together right now for the remainder of the service. Utterance, quickening, strength, eyes that see, ears that hear, a heart that understands and receives, answers, quickening. In Jesus' name, thank you for showing us exactly what you would say and do right now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Come on. Yes, sir. Um, It's one thing to go out preaching to people as the Lord raises them up and and, and like you go into a a foreign land and you're you're believing God for, for people to come under the Word. This is not that. This is a billion messages being called for by people all over the world hungry for it. <clears throat> now, they're the messengers in those lands. Yeah. Some of them are missionaries. Some of them are local people. Some of them have been living under tyrants and up until now could not get the Word of God to them. But this Internet business has overwhelmed the tyrants and they've lost control of it. Glory to God. They've yes, lost sir. control of it. People in China, we're hearing from people in China today that, that say, please don't mention my name out loud because ain't nobody know I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But they can't stop it. Yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, these, are, these are billion messages being called for. Yeah. yeah. That changes everything. Thank you, Lord. Changes the dynamics. Glory to God. And it's done it almost overnight. A guy can... <laughs> I mean, you can get it on your telephone, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want me to tell you something? Yeah. I'm preaching in Venezuela last week. Yeah. I'm laying there in the bed listening to you and, and Bill Winston and Gloria's Healing School yeah. going to sleep on my telephone every night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Brother Kenneth. Brother Kenneth. Brother Kenneth. Tell us one more time what you saw about that blanket of Word. I, as, as the Word of God rose up in me a few moments ago, I saw it as a blanket of Word being laid down <laughs> all over the earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. You know, now there's a difference <laughs> in what Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He wasn't yes. talking about the earth. He's talking about that Babylonian system out there. That, that's the world system. Nations. Make disciples out of nations. This is the planet. People everywhere. Global. Global, just Global. just a blanket of words being laid down. Because people all over the earth are calling for it, and as they call for it, they put it out. Yeah. They put it out. Yeah. They put it out. Yeah. Amen. Oh, thank Glory. God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Glory sir. Thank Lord. you. Glory. Thank you, sir. God. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. The glory of God will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. How many believe every word God speaks will come to pass in its entirety, in its fullness? You and I are living in a great age, saints, a great time to be alive in the earth. And the rewards shall be very great, very great. You want to go? Right now? You ready to go? We preach just a little bit? Hmm? Thank you, Lord. Open your Bible. I'm not planning on keeping you long, but, uh, you know, no guarantees. <coughs> yeah, choir, y'all can be seated. Yeah. You're already seated. <coughs> well, stay where you want. There are. Either one's fine. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. For time's sake, go with me to Matthew. We're still on what we've been on, but uh, I'm going to, with the Lord's help, uh, condense and just cut right to some things. We looked in Hebrews and we looked in Numbers and we saw about how that we should not let unbelief hold us back and hold us out. Right? And we're cautioned about it repeatedly in the New Testament. And we looked, back, we looked and saw what happened to that first generation that missed what God had for them because of their unpersuadableness, their hardness of heart, their unbelief. And the two things that they could not be persuaded of, they, they would not allow themselves to be persuaded that they had been authorized to go into the land and that they had been empowered to go into the land. Uh, <clears throat> Caleb and Joshua believed it, didn't they? They said, we are well able. They believed they, uh, you know, there are two words in the New Testament <clears throat> that sometimes bo- both, though they're different and mean different things, they're translated the same English word power. Mm-hmm. Dunamis, which means miracle working power, Amen. is translated power in the King James. Exousia, which means right, influence, privilege, authority. Is sometimes translated authority, sometimes it's translated power. So it can be a little bit confusing. But both elements are repeated over and over in the gospel accounts, in the book of Acts. You see it in the uh, epistles. Read the book of Acts sometime and look for these two things and see how often they appear. In the book of Acts... Look for the name of Jesus. The name. The name. The name. And look for the Holy Ghost. You'll find on virtually every page the name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Somebody say it out loud. The name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Say it again. The name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Do you know what you're seeing there? You're seeing authority and power. You're seeing exousia and dunamis. It's like a, a policeman or a soldier or somebody. They, they have a uniform. They have insignia. They have the patch. It's the colors, it's the this and that. It is a symbol of their authority, which means they have a right to pull you over if you're doing 110. (laughs) But they need more than just the authority. 
Because without laws and people that don't care about laws, it helps to have 200 pounds of muscle under that uniform. And a Glock 9 millimeter on your side. Right? And a shotgun. And backup. Right? Come on, are y'all listening? You've got to have the might to back up the right. Are y'all with me, saints? You've got to have the right to do it. And you've got to have the might to do it. And see, when those ten spies went into the land, they uh, became convinced they had neither. They had neither the right to come in there and take that. And most especially, they did not have the might, the ability. That's why they said, we are not able. We cannot do it. But faith people believe. They have been authorized and empowered. They have the right and they have the might. And they said, we are well able to take it. Let's go up right now and do it. Now you'll find that these two areas are where the enemy will challenge you unceasingly. If there's anything he does not want a child of God to know. Is the heat that you are authorized in the name of Jesus and that you are empowered in the Holy Ghost. And there's a whole group of religious folks who talk about uh, God, but they deny the power thereof. Right? And there's a whole group of people who talk about God and say they believe in God. But they deny that you have... In fact, they'll get so upset that you try to act like you have a right... To do what Jesus did. To live like he did. To operate like he did. There's a reason why people get so stirred up and so mad and so angry. When you start talking about authority in the name of Jesus and power in the Holy Ghost. Anybody with me in here tonight? You, you going to help me talk, preach this. Somebody say authority. In the name of Jesus and power in the Holy Ghost. I got both. I got both. I got both. I got both. You cannot know too well that you have these. You cannot know that too much. You cannot have too much revelation of that. Most of the church is woefully ignorant of these two things. Look, at, look with me in, in Matthew. Did I tell you 21? Matthew 21. And then uh, flip over to Acts 4. We'll look at these two together. Matthew 21 and then just go right over to, to Acts 4. Some, you'll get some answers <clears throat> as you hear these things as to why people have acted the way they've acted and why they've said and done the things that they've done when these things come up. It's, it's not just human. They're being influenced by evil spirits, by the devil. In Matthew 21 and uh, 21... Matthew twenty one twenty one. Jesus had spoken to the fig tree, and it withered up. And they saw in just a, a matter of hours the power of his word and what happened. He just spoke to it, and it withered up. And Jesus said, verse 21, Verily I say to you, if you have faith, And doubt not. You shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. Stop. Who will do this? Who will do this? You shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. Is he telling them they can do what he just did? And not only that, but if you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. It'll be done. For who? For them. Not Jesus. Them. 
Is he telling them? They're, they're marveling. They're going, wow, look at that tree. <laughs> it was just fine yesterday. This is amazing. And did he look at them and say, if you'll have faith, you can do what I just did. And not only that, you can do greater things. Does this sound like anything else in the Bible? <clears throat> How about John, where Jesus said, those that believe on me, the works that I do, shall they do also? And greater works than these shall they do, because I go unto the Father? <clears throat> But you even intimate that you might think that you could possibly sometime command like Jesus and get results. You're going to have every devil around start squealing and influencing religious people and hollering and cutting up. And they're going to go, who do you think you are? I had a fellow tell me one time, he said, well, you're just trying to act just like Jesus. I said, I thought that was the idea. You got a better example I could try to act like? Brother Hagen was preaching up in the Northwest on the authority of the believer and who we are in Christ. And, and people got so upset up there, they, they marched out in front of the church who were having the meeting, and they carried signs. They're marching out there. And when we came in, they didn't know who we were at first. We were riding in the car with them. And, and, and you could tell, they were just mad. Oh, they were upset. They were, and you could tell they didn't even know why they're so mad. We talked the other night about Yappy Doodle. You remember him? <laughs> They're just growling and hollering and cussing and it's like they want to stop and they don't know how. And they're hollering, you are not gods. What did the devil, it through the leaders of the Jews, get so upset? I mean, what did they technically in their mind kill him over? Because he said he's the son of God. And they said, that's it, kill him. That's proof enough, kill him. And he said, isn't it written in your word, I said ye are gods? They didn't care what the word of God said. This is supernatural stupidity. It is. People get blind, they just get angry. They just get mad. And then they think it's their righteous indignation, but it's demonic. Demonic influence. Why? Because the devil is doing everything he can to keep the body of Christ from finding out. That not only have they been given the land that flows with milk and honey, but they have been given all authority and all power to go take it now. Are y'all listening, saints? The devil will say, oh, no, no, no. You can't. You're not. You're not Jesus. You can't command. You can't do. You can't. Listen. Listen what this passage flows into. He said, if you have faith and doubt not, you'll not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, it shall be done. If you do it. And all things... Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Whether it's saying or praying. Verse 23. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and elders of the people came to him as he was teaching. And notice what they want to say. Notice what their big deal is. What they stayed up all last night getting upset about. What are they saying? By what authority? Do you do these things? Who gave you this authority? Friend, you're hearing the devil. These people said all kind of goofy stuff that shouldn't have been recorded in the scriptures. Why is this recorded? Because the Lord wants us to know the devil hadn't changed. He's still trying to influence people the same things. 
And what is it that he, that he really, really uh, gets upset about? Who do you think you are coming in here, turning over the money changers' tables, rebuking and casting out, binding and healing? Who do you think you are? Who authorized you? What, who, what gives you the right? Who gave you the permission, the authority? Who did it? They're demanding of him. And he said, well, I'm going to ask you something. Man, I like that. I saw that. The enemy was bugging me about some stuff <clears throat> decades ago. Uh, wasn't the last time, but uh, that I didn't know and I didn't understand. And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And uh, the, the Lord took me to this passage. And he said this to me. He said, you don't have to answer all questions. Man, just that phrase set me free. I thought, yeah. And then I realized I don't have to play the devil's game by his rules. I can change the rules in the middle of the game. It is nothing he can do about it. They're saying, answer us. By what authority? He said, uh, no. Answer me. Answer me. John's baptism. By whose authority was that? And I mean, just like that, the whole situation just went, whoop. And they looked at each other. They looked at him. Looked at each other. And they said, uh, I think first of all, what they probably thought is, no, you can't do that. You've got to answer our question first. And then, but you don't. You don't. You don't. And then they, they said, we need a moment. And they conferred. After much conference, they came back and their conclusion was, we cannot tell. And he said, well, I'm not telling you either. <laughs> and I guarantee you the whole crowd went, yeah. Jesus stuck it to them, man. Yeah. The Bible said the common people heard him gladly. They liked Jesus. Because they knew all this junk that the Pharisees and Sadducees had been saying. They knew something wrong about it, but they didn't know enough about the Word to know how to tell him. And this goes, they just had to go, okay, well, they're in charge. But Jesus came and said, nah, that ain't right. This, and they went, yeah, yeah, that's what we thought. They loved Jesus. Friend, there's a lot of junk in the church today that is very similar. There is so much junk. It's just got nothing to do with God. And there's so many groups and so many services. And it's just playing church. It's like little kids setting up cardboard boxes and going hallelujah. Ain't nothing going on spiritually. It's just playing church. And I don't want that. How about you? I don't, I don't want that. We, we can have the real thing. Do you believe it? We should have. We don't have to play church. We don't have to just go through the motions. They said, by what authority do you do these things? Look in Acts. After Jesus has been raised from the dead, after the day of Pentecost, <coughs> beginning days of the church, Acts 4, Acts, you know, Acts 3, <coughs> the man at the Gate beautiful is raised up. How was he raised up? Anybody remember? He said, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up. Did he have authority to, to say that? Did he have the, was the power there to back it up? And then when they questioned him about it, they said, by what name? Didn't it? By what name did you do this? By what power? They said it was, it was faith in the name of Jesus. And in this fourth chapter, in this fourth chapter, you see it sounds so, so familiar. Uh, verse 7, chapter 4 and verse 7, when they had, uh, the, the 
spiritual elders had set them in the midst. What did they say? What are they challenging them on? By what power or by what name? What are those two things? By what dunamis or by what exousia? By what power or by what authority have you done this? And Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the power. He said, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he's made whole, be it known to you all and to all the people of Israel. Does he sound embarrassed and ashamed? That by the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, somebody say it real bold. By the name of Jesus Christ. You ashamed of that? Never, nowhere, no way. Whom you crucified and God raised him from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught by you builders. You're the one throwed it away, which has become the head of the corner, and neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is not just a name. This is the name. This is the name above every name. Can you say glory to God? It's the name above every, every name. Glory to God. And so you know what the, what the elders' conclusion was? What did they say to them? They commanded them not to preach or teach any more in that name. You see that repeatedly, don't you, in the Scriptures? They commanded them, threatened them with mortal harm. Why? Of all the things they could have said, why say that? It's not just them talking. It's the devil inspired them. Hmm? Because you can know a lot of stuff, and you can be churches you want to, and you can wear the best clothes and the biggest hats, and you can say hallelujah, and you can do a thousand and one things, and that's just, oh, fine, I'm fine. But don't say something in the authority of the name of Jesus with Holy Ghost power backing it, because that just tears up the devil's playhouse. It, it can just ruin things for him. It can destroy strongholds that took him 30 years to build in one fell swoop of Holy Ghost power. You can do anything, but don't talk about the authority of that name, which is why we're talking about the authority of that name. Woo! Somebody say glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Whoo. Thanks be unto God. Uh, go with me to Ephesians. We prayed this first of the week. And I believe, I'm confident that I see answers to it already. But it is growing in us, increasing in a great way. And you will see these very things we've been talking about in this prayer. Ephesians, the first chapter. Ephesians chapter 1. The prayer in uh, verse 16, he said, We cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, Jesus. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, his inheritance in us, 
And what is the exceeding greatness of the what? The power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Now let's stop. Are you seeing the two things we've been talking about tonight in this prayer? I've seen more of it here just just today than I had seen before in this. Obviously, the power is here, the exceeding greatness of His power toward us. But is the authority here? Oh, it's here so much more than I had even seen. Obviously, it's talking about the name. The name that's above every name. But back up. Back up the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened. <clears throat> One thing we, we need to, to make some adjustments on. It's popular. It's become popular in a number of so-called word and faith churches that should know better. To sing songs pleading with God for things. Hmm? I... You know, how much I need you, how much I'm desperate for you. Oh my. Did you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I need you, I need you. Paul did not pray such things for the church. He prayed that the church would realize what we have. The, see, see, the devil don't care how religious you are. He don't, he don't care how pretty your music is. He don't care how well you sing. Or how excited everybody gets and jumps up and down and carries on. But he does not want you saying who you are in Christ Jesus and what you have. He don't care if you beg all night long and talk about what you need and what you don't have and how desperate you are. But just don't start saying... I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I can do all things through Christ. I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I have authority over every evil spirit and over every disease. And I've been empowered by the Holy Ghost Himself. See, none of this is I need, I want. All of this is I have. Beware of I need, I want. I got to get. I long for. I crave for. Are y'all listening to me, saints? A lot of folks who really know something about faith have gotten off. Check yourself. Check yourself. People so many times write messages and songs from a solical place. It's emotional. It's solical. It appeals to people. They like the, you know, the meter of the music. They like the sound. They like the tone. And it's emotional and they feel it. But don't realize it's completely unspiritual. It, it puts nothing in you. How many think we need to be singing who we are? What we have? What we can do? Right? Something that will bring faith. Did Jesus do something for us at the cross? Is he still working on getting a complete redemption for us? Huh? What did it mean when he said, it is finished? What does that mean? And then when he rose triumphant over death, hell, and the grave, and is sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, what else do we need him to do? Did he miss some things that he needs to continue to work on or, or finish up? It is finished. Somebody say, it is finished. What's finished? Redemption. 
complete. I am complete in Him. You know, we need to pick up some of those songs we sang in the 70s. Complete, complete, complete in Him. I am complete in Him. If you don't like the tempo, change it up. Sing it ever how you want to, but don't sing, I need you. I got to have something. I'm so hungry for you. It's not faith. I said, it's not faith. It's not faith. When Paul prayed for the saints, he didn't pray, oh God, do something for them. They're hungry. They need some help. God, do something. Why? Because he has done something for us. He's done everything that we will ever need done. So this is how he prays. God, open their eyes. Open the eyes of their heart and their mind so that they will see what you have done when Jesus came. That they will see the hope of that calling. That they will see the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Do you know what Jesus has inherited? Go to Hebrews. Hold your place right here. <clears throat> Y'all got time for this or not? <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 1. Mm-mm-mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. <clears throat> Somebody said, what are you all excited about? What he's done? We're excited about what he's done. I said, we're excited about what he's done. You know why? I'm going to just, I'm trying my best not to get ahead of myself, but here I go. Here I go. Everything he did, he did for us. Everything he got, he got for us. He didn't need it himself. He got it. For us. Do you believe it? Yes. So, so when we're praying, Lord, enlighten the eyes of their understanding, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. His calling is our calling. What the glory of your inheritance in the saints is. His inheritance is our inheritance. Are we not joint heirs? Joint heirs with Christ. People talk about, I need to find out who I am. No, you don't. You need to find out who Jesus is. Because you're in Him. And when you find out who He is, you find out who you are. When you find out what He has, you find out what you have. I need to find my identity. No, your identity is in Christ. You died. Here's your identity. Dead. You died. And your life is hid with Christ in God. The only identity you have is in Him. Who are you? I'm who He is. As He is, so am I in this world. He's in me. I'm in Him. Glory to God. What He is, I am. Because I'm in Him. What He has, I have. Oh, the devil does not want the body of Christ to know this. No, 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 no. He's the, the anointed one. He is the, the Son of God. And you are an old sinner. Maybe saved by grace. He can walk on the water and he can cast out devils and he, he can heal the sick. And you can barely make it to the grocery store. And that's about all you can do till you get to heaven. Somebody say lies. 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 I want you to say it again. I have been authorized in the name of Jesus. I have been empowered in the Holy Ghost. 
Friend, it would help us tremendously. Just go around saying that on a Tuesday evening in the house. I have authority in Jesus' name. I have power in the Holy Ghost. Who does? Who does? Who does? I do. I do. I do. I do. I have authority in the name of Jesus. I have power. Say it. Say it. Say it. I'm not just talking about tonight. I'm talking about tomorrow and next day. Say it until you don't even realize you're saying it. Say it until it just starts rolling out of your spirit. Something will happen to you. You will change. You'll become a different person. What is the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What did he inherit? Hebrews 1 and 4 gives us some insight into it. Hebrews 1 and 4 says, Jesus was made so much better than the angels as he has by what? By what? Inheritance obtained a what? A what? What did he inherit? Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection, got a name that had been reserved in heaven that no one else could ever have. Oh, come on, are y'all listening to me? It is the name above all names. It is the name above all names. Oh, we haven't respected this name enough, saints. We haven't. We, we haven't uh, uh, revered it enough. He has obtained by inheritance. Somebody say by inheritance. By inheritance. So can you see what he's praying about in Ephesians? Your eyes being enlightened. Among other things that you can know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. He inherited the kingdom and the name to rule in the eternal kingdom. Now the kingdom is the king's dominion, the king's rule. And the authority is in the name to rule over all that kingdom. Come on, are you listening? But he is not just the king. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord. What lords? What kings? Are the angels the kings? Where's these kings that he's king of? Where are these lords that he is Lord of? Didn't Revelation say we have been redeemed? We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and we've been made unto our God priests and kings. What do kings do? What do kings do? What do kings do? They reign. They rule. Who? Romans. Go to Romans. Fifth chapter. Ooh, glory to God. Romans. Chapter 5. Glory to God. Glory to God. <clears throat> Verse 17. Romans five seventeen. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall make it to heaven one day. Huh? Huh? In the sweet by and by. Over yonder. Huh? Huh? Are going to be free and, and, and be something and have something then. 
Shall what? Shall reign. Where? 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 Oh, saints, did Jesus reign in life? Did He? How did He walk in the earth? How did He walk? He walked in the power of the Spirit. He came out of that wilderness, the Bible said, in the power of the Spirit. And when he walked into the synagogue after that and started teaching, demons cried out and said, Oh, 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 don't hurt us, don't hurt us, don't hurt us. He said, Shut up and get out. And they left. They left. Did he rule? Did he reign? Did he have the authority? He said, I say what my father says. I do what I see him do. I'm authorized. I am sent by him. And I'm authorized to say these things and do these things. And did you read in John 17 the prayer he prayed? He said, just like you have sent me, I'm sending them. Have you read it? Just like you sent me, I'm sending them. We have his name. We have the same spirit that was on him. Hmm? We have the same glorious opportunity, nay, responsibility. To not be grovelers and beggars and whiners. Believers are not beggars. I said believers are not beggars. Religion will make you a beggar. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You can go to most most any church in the country. And you can beg God loud and hard all night. And they'll say, bless your heart, uh, holy saint. (laughs) Huh? But the moment you quit begging and you stand up on your feet and you say, I'm not having this anymore in the name of Jesus, you stop it. And they go, oh, 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 who do you think you are? And this is not just something they came up with. This is the devil influencing and darkening people's minds to hold us down and to hold us back. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Go to Luke in closing, I think. Thank you, Lord. Luke. Chapter 9. Chapter 9 and 1. These would be excellent verses for you to mark... And learn and commit to memory and confess over yourself on a regular basis. Luke 9 1, he called his 12 disciples together and what did he do? He gave them power and authority. Dunamis and exousia. He gave them power and authority over all demons, that's the word for demons, and to cure diseases. And then he sent them. So then are they authorized? Absolutely. Authorized to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Everybody said out loud, I have power power and authority authority over all demons demons and to cure cure diseases. It would be excellent if you'd say that another thousand times this week. Faith comes by hearing. Get it in you. People say, yeah, but Brother Keith, you know, that was, that was the 12. That was the 12. Well, skip down to chapter 10. After these things, the Lord appointed others 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where the he himself would come. And he told them, he sent them, verse 9, heal the sick. Say, so the kingdom of God has come. And down in verse 17. Verse 17, the 70 returned again with joy. And they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. 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 Who? Not the 12. Not Jesus. Us. Us through your name. He said, I saw Satan like lightning fall from heaven. Everybody say, Pow! Boom! (laughs) 
He said, I saw him bounce off the ground. I saw it. Behold. I want to know something right now. Is the word of God anointed and inspired for all of us to receive personally? Is it God speaking to us? Can I take these verses personally or not? Can I? If I can't take these personally, maybe the rest of them I can't take personally. Huh? You believe this is God speaking to us today? Would you hear this next verse as God talking directly to you? Would you listen? Would you listen? He said, Behold, I give to you. Does he have the right to give us this? Does he have the power to do this? I give to you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's talking about demon power. There is none of, there's no reason for us to ever be afraid of any demon or any devil. Jesus said, I gave you the power. I gave you the authority. They cannot hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Glory to God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ephesians 3, put it up on the screen, 14. Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. Yes, sir. He said, I press. Excuse me. I'm pressing toward the right scripture. <laughs> For this cause, I bow my knees, Ephesians 3.14, unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Hallelujah. We've got his name. Huh? That's our family name. That's exactly right. We've got our name. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. That's my name. That's my name. Yes, sir. That's my name. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say that's my name. That's my name. That's my name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Come on, put up your hands. Let's thank Him some more. Lord, we worship You. Lord, we glorify You. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we have authority. 